Welcome back everyone to another episode of The Back Peg. We are here to go over the quarterfinals of the Asian Cup and we uh, sit here looking uh, rather somber as the Socceroos have crashed out of the tournament and Laz, it's been a big weekend in international football but how do you look back on it? We are speaking on Monday night and we've had a little bit of time to digest. It's been a big weekend in football, Nathan, both international and club land but yes... Here to talk about Asia and uh, cast our eye on the upcoming semi-finals as well. But uh, in order to do that, we do need to recap on the quarterfinal stage and full of drama again, full of drama again. And South Korea got to hand it to them. Got to hand it to them. Uh, they don't give in. You know, this is their fourth goal in injury time. You know, out of five matches so far played. Um, you know, so and they haven't been. You know, they've scored. Uh, I should say four, this is the fourth time they've actually scored in injury time uh, with regards to the to, uh, to the matches. They've scored more than one goal in injury time. I should say they've scored a, a couple of times in injury time during the games, uh, with in particular Malaysia and all that kind of stuff. But it's just been a phenomenal effort by South Korea to stay into these matches because the most disappointing part of the Socceroos performance, Nathan and. They definitely tried their their best. They gave it their all, but the game was there for them to win. It was Australia's. It was a, it was an opportunity lost. It was Australia's game to well and truly put one over South Korea, stake a claim, go to the semi final stage, and possibly. And I would have said that they would make the, the final from that uh, because right now, as it stands, you know you've got South Korea and and Jordan um, playing in. One semi-final, and I'll contend that the Socceroos would have beaten Jordan as well had um, they been in South Korea's position. Yeah, I can agree with all that, and it is going to go down as a massive missed opportunity for the Socceroos, and they missed a lot of opportunities in that game. They did, Nathan, and they, and they did, and that's sort of where my not anger. I I try my best not to get angry in football, but uh, my disappointment, mm. shall we say, with yep. the performance and the result is the. The missed chances and opportunities lost. Yes, with the the way that South Korea have been this tournament, they have been the late late show. As that's you mentioned, what, yep, that's the perfect phraseology for it. The <laughs> late 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 show. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you leave it at one nil, anything can happen. And yeah, yeah. The, we'll talk about the moments that did happen in a second. But uh, for mine, it's more on those chances that went begging. Yeah, be it from Duke, be it from. Metcalf, bear from Boyle, mm-hmm. across both halves. The Socceroos mm. had the chances to be three 0 up, if not more. Yep, correct, correct. Come the the final phases of the game, even two 0 I would say the Socceroos would have gone through and won it in ninety minutes. I think Nathan, you're right. I think that if Australia had managed the second goal, they were seeing that game through. Especially the yep. Duke header on the eighty third minute. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. No, nah, that isn't the one. It, it, it is a chance gone begging, no doubt. Mm. Should he have scored that goal? Yes. I think he should have. I, I think he should have. The volley that he skies over the crossbar is the one that is the costliest. <laughs> because Boyle, like the keeper's pulled off a double save right from Boyle. So Boyle should have, could have done better with his first shot. Okay, the rebound comes quickly. Okay. But for Mitch Duke not to put his body over the ball there, Right, I would say Fornaroli happens to be there. It better technique, and it goes in. Um, the header, yes, 
Duke's bread and butter are the headers, right? He had a good header, uh, which almost caught the goalkeeper unawares. The keeper just run the position, you know, in the right position of throwing. Uh, but the keeper was almost caught out. Uh, but there were other opportunities. Metcalf's two opportunities in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, again, the second Metcalf's second opportunity is has to go in. He's got to go in. At least on target. It's got to be like, and that's where we've let ourselves down as far as being clinical enough. We're not ruthless enough or clinical enough to take these chances when they're presented. Uh, and that's where Duke Duke's header, the keeper's in the wrong position. The back post is open, right? So the back peg's open, It's and he puts it wide. It's a diving header, sure, but opportunities, you can't miss opportunities like that at this level, right? Um I feel for them. I feel for the players. Like, you know, you can't question the effort, right? They definitely have the effort. It's the execution that's the issue. The skill is the issue, right? Um, now, having said that as well, I feel for Lewis Miller. But was he naive in the penalty or did it just go wrong? Yes, I think basically from as soon as he came on, he looked a bit nervous. Mm. There was lots of moments where you thought, oh, geez. He better mm. fix that up quick, smart. Otherwise, mm. the uh, they've got a way back in, and that's how it unfolded. He didn't have to go to ground. There was no real goal threat there. But also, Son is just he so easily turns Harry Suter to get yeah. to that position. That's right. And Riley McGree's on his back and just sort of half challenges, doesn't really touch him. Like Lewis Miller is a spotlight because he gave away a penalty and the foul that and the Son scored. Yep. 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 So he's in the spotlight and. I feel for him. I feel for him. I do feel for him. Yeah. I do. And look, it's, it's two moments that really we're not going to forget as uh, Australian football supporters. It's not something that we can uh, just forgive and move on because it is something that's going to linger around. Many moments do linger on, and unfortunately that's the way it goes. As we say, though, for mine, like, that shouldn't have been a factor no. because we should have been 2 or 3 up, three the, nil up, and the game is done. The game should have well and be truly in the bag by the, 90, you know, by the six minute of injury time. And right of seven Lewis minutes, Mills, of, you know, of yeah. seven minutes of injury time allowed. Right, there's only one minute to play out, but we should not have been hoping for. Oh, let's just see this minute out. Mm. Right, it's the game should have well and been truly in the bag. Australia through to the semi-finals, and that's it. Sorry, Nathan, you were saying. Uh, but yeah, Lewis Miller's copped a lot of pelters off the back, which is to be expected. It's not surprising that he has copped pelters, but it is over the top. As well as the manager, Arnie's copped it. I think a lot of people just can't wait to bag Arnie no matter what happens. Anytime there's a bad result, it all comes out. Part of that is Arnie, Arnie's character, part of it is football, part of it is his Sydney FC links down the years. Look, you can't, I don't think you can blame Arnie for this one. No, I, I'm, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Arnie's done his, and I'm not Arnie's biggest fan. We've given him credit when we've had to, and we've given him brickbats when we've had to, right? Um, and I think he deserves credit for the way that he's managed this side to get to, the, to that point. And he was only a minute away from getting them through to a semi-final. The tactics worked, us. The plan worked. Against South Korea, the tactics worked. Absolutely, Nathan. Yep. The execution it was the same decision. tactics that we saw against France, against Denmark yep. in the World Cup. Exactly the same thing. The difference is... We took our chances then. Yes, and we didn't and take we weren't able to take our chances. But also, I think we we're a bit more on the front foot in this one as well, Nathan, because they afforded us the space that we could, mm. right? So yep. we weren't as always going onto the counter and always... Uh, Second half we were. 
second half, yeah, especially in the last mm. twenty minutes, right? In the yeah. last twenty minutes, we were on we we're on the back foot because Korea were definitely trying to force the issue. But up until the seventieth minute, Nathan, I think that Australia were dominant, mm. like as far as creating. They had the most chances of the two, um, clear cut chances as well. Um, so Korea didn't really hit their stride, but they hit it. You know, they definitely hit it after the seventieth minute mark. And it was a case of their stars individually just grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck rather than doing anything else and saying that, hey, the team outplayed um, the Socceroos. They didn't outplay them. They were just trying to force the issue because of desperation and and trying, you know, like we said in the last episode, it'll be a case of Hugh and Sun saying, give me the laughing ball. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it was. Yep. So for Australia, it is a little bit of the result defining the narrative, which... Is a little bit unfair on the team and the the management, but knockout football, you're always going to have that. And as you say, Laz, it would have been Jordan in the semi final. Mm. Australia would have been favourites for that, even without Harry Suter, who mm-hmm. would have been suspended. Mm-hmm. And you're looking then at a final, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't. It's not going to be Japan on the other side. So it's a, a massive missed opportunity all mm-hmm. for the Socceroos. Yeah, yeah. That, that's and- the only way you can cut it. And you're right, which is just a shocking word itself, right? Which we'll get to in a minute. Let me read these comments, right? And I'll tell you who said them afterwards. Tell me what you think. Unlucky Socceroos, but going forward, what was again exposed is striker and midfield deficiency and technical ability overall, right? Um, Australia hasn't produced um, quality strikers or attacking midfielders because there is no individual coaching or specific position coaching implemented in our football coaching, right? Um, if you want a striker to polish their finishing, you need to do repetition work on game situation moments, right? How is it that uh, in other countries they can work on this and we can't, right? Um, in this country, tell tell us how many players spend more than two hours a week trying to improve themselves as a player individually. And they're fair questions as far as the technique is concerned, right? Um, in conclusion, if we want to produce better players, we need to change the way that coach, that players are coached and that means educating coaches on practical methods with demonstration and emphasis on game situation moments. Textbook coaching will not produce players. What do you think of those comments? Attributed to? Peter Kafolos. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of this current generation, particularly those in the 25 to 30 bracket, were victim of the, the real shift and changeover mm. in Australian youth development. You're seeing this new crop, the one that we're just sort of getting a glimpse of at the moment, the likes of... Qual and Iran Kunda, they're mm. the first real batch of this new uh, revolutionised, maybe a bit dramatic of a word, but updated curriculum, even though that's a bit of a buzzword as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I mean. It's a, been a revamped strategy, yep. and sure. we're seeing glimpses of what that's been able to produce. The move away from the Dutch 4 four, like the four three three curriculum, not having, having a crack, but like yeah. that, yeah, that Dutch system that was implemented as part mm. of the national curriculum and then, yeah. Because I don't think, and it's probably harsh to say, but I don't think Australia has the the technical nous to produce players to play Dutch-style football. Like we haven't got the pitches. Mm. We haven't got the infrastructure. There's mm. so many missing pieces. You can go out and want to set up and play 4-3-3, wonderful passing football, but it's never been Australia's go. And until we get significant football infrastructure many, many decades down the line, Mm. It's never going to be Australia's go. So, and we've produced too many midfielders in recent years, like players who would have been wide attacking players or 
strikers ended up turning out as midfielders. Yep. And that that's probably feeds into the quotes you're reading, that hmm. we haven't produced a killer striker since, well, Timmy, but he, even he, someone... He really wasn't like, a striker, though, was he? No, he wasn't. He was a makeshift. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But... Viduka is the last mm. quality striker that I would con- contend. Um, you had the likes of uh, Zlatkar and Basic as well, or and Spink. You had, you know, Porch and Bowley. You had strikers. You actually had proper strikers. Mm. Um, Eddie Krenčević, for that matter. So it was well, a bit of a t- midfielder as well. But I th- look, Cat's right. Right, Cat is right. Peter Cathos is right. As far as, and I know he's been saying it for at least 30 years, that mm. with regards to um, players being developed, right, and we focus too much on size and physical capability rather than, okay, who is the technical player? Who's the one that's got the that little bit of spark around him? Who's got the game breaker? Who, who is also, why is there no focus on actually trying to do the finer points of the game as far as finishing is concerned? Can't win if you don't score, mm. right? And there's yeah. no, you know, and there's an argument for like who's the best striker, Australian striker at the moment in the A League. Well, the obvious answer is Jamie McLaren, but he's gone very much off the boil the last couple of weeks. He's out of form. Mm-hmm. You look past Jamie McLaren, then I think the options are well, Bruno Fornaroli, mm-hmm. who's in the squad, but he's getting on and he won't be involved at the next major tournament the soccer is play. Sure. So if who's you're looking. Next? Then you're looking at Adam Taggart, who's maybe had his chance, maybe deserves another chance. Mm-hmm. I would look at uh, Stamos Holopoulos. Okay. I, so, I think he's had a, a pretty good season and pretty underrated because of the club he plays for. Yep. I think if he was a Melbourne Victory player this season, he would have been in Qatar. That's a fair observation, I think. I think you're I think you're right there. So the question is, is that we need to try and develop more Mark Vadukas. Yeah. Right? It's that, It really is that simple because – and where are they? And why is someone like Mark not involved? Because he's over in Croatia now. He's been there f- since he's retired, living a good life and a good life and good luck to him, right? Mm. But those kind of, that success where those kind of players are developed, right, and nurtured, they're the kind of players that we need to see be seeing in the A-League. When Vaduka hit the, the, the ground in, in NSL when he was 17, my Lord, the kid couldn't be stopped. It was an absolute phenomenon. Right, um, he would absolutely tear it up in this A League. Absolutely tear it up. Wouldn't be a, a second thought, right? And he managed to get himself over to Celtic, right? Or Hardbrook split, then Celtic, then you know um, the Premier League. Now, where are those kind of caliber players that we need to develop? Because they're the ones that are going to be the clinical finishers that we need, right? Um, yeah, you're right with regards to maybe developing too many midfielders. It'd be good if we actually had a number 10 that because a number 10 would have helped. Yeah. I think against South Korea, right? Are you legitimate number 10? Mm. Right. Um, so there, and, and look, Arnie did the best with the resources that he had at, at his disposal. The fact is that the players themselves, and again, not having got the players, right? Effort wise, you can't fault them. It was just their execution that let them down. On the on the big occasion, yeah, for sure. And well, international football, football at the top level, it's down to fine margins. Yeah, absolutely. The margins are so slim. Yeah, and the one percent really count. And look, Australia was on the wrong side of it against South Korea. They were minutes away from look semi final. Who knows what could have happened? But look, let's just say let's be optimistic or let's be uh, let's carry let's get carried away a little bit and say they were minutes away from a uh, Asian Cup final. 
They were. They were one yeah. minute away from the semi-final. Uh, one minute away from the final. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> effectively, yeah, mm, yeah, Be- because like South Korea favourites for mine against Jordan, which we'll get to yep. in a shortly. Um, do we want to speak on South Korea? Let's do it. Let, let's give them some credit because they deserve it. We Klinsman's been Klinsman's been kissed on the ass by an angel. Seriously, <laughs> with his side. Yeah, and good luck to him. Right. Mm, yep. Right man, that you know just happens to be. Uh, I don't know if it's the right man, but he just happens to be at the right place at the right time with indeed, those indeed. with those with those players. <laughs> yeah, and he's got some absolute stars, and that's what we said in the preview. This the the individual players have got. It doesn't matter what really comes from the dugout. Just when you have that, when your players are that good, they can just turn up in a moment and win you the game. And that's what they've been doing for this tournament. And yes, Klinsman pops a lot of stick, and uh, his teams are not really like his tactics aren't really working. But it's just the individual moments when they count the most that have been uh, getting the team over the line and through to the next rounds. And I think the players do deserve a lot of credit. They do from the South Korean team because of the things we were talking about in the, in the preview. The fact that they've played. 120 minutes against Saudi Arabia and the the, uh, the lack of ability to rotate in the group phase because all those games were so close. Yeah, There wasn't a chance to rest some players when with an easy game or take someone off with half an hour to go because the game's won. They didn't have that opportunity and here they are and into a semi-final. It's a great result for them and they should be favourites against Jordan even if they are without um, Kim at the back. Mm-hmm. Yep, It's funny how Kim and Suta, there was a, a big set and a half missing the semi-final from the favourite, whoever yeah. went through. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Funny parallel. Yeah. Um, but they will be favourites to go to the final. And look, I hope they win it. Mm. It's been too long since South Korea has won mm. an Asian Cup. Yep. Been way too long. Um, Sun Hyung Min, that free kick, goal of the round for mine. Uh, it is. It's, oh. a great, it's a great free kick from where he hits it, right? I've had a look at it several times, Nathan, and... The pinpoint accuracy to to, ha- to hit it over the shorter guys in the wall to put the bend enough bend on it so that Ryan can't get to it right is it's just a technical free kick. It's, it really is a technician's free kick. That one, great, well hit, well executed. Had it not Ryan's positioning for the free kick. Well, it was too far over. I think it was just a step away. Like yeah, look, it could have been, but. The wall should be doing that position. Like, you know, the wall did jump and they should have done their, you know, it's sometimes the balls hit that well, right? Mm. Where you can't get to it. And should he have given a foul on the edge of the box in that area? You know, and that's what I'm saying. I feel for Lewis Miller, right? These things yeah. happen. And um, you can't deny the technical ability of someone like Sun Hyung Lee. And it was just hit to perfection, right? It was just, such a sweet free kick. Um, goes over the wall, dips, bends, you know, does everything. Yeah, fantastic. It is a great free kick. And look, I can ask more, maybe of Matty Ryan, maybe I'm being harsh, but uh, it is a fantastic free kick. Not taking anything away from Sonny, who was uh, the talisman for South Korea and putting him into the semi final. Lewis Miller, we can touch on it again, maybe. Like, yes, it's two bad moments. Should he have played more in the early games? Possibly. Was he thrown to the walls a little bit? Look, the fact that Arnie actually had faith in him to play that role, right? And look, it was obviously part of the strategy where Australia recognised the right side was their perceived weakness, right? And Atkinson had obviously worked quite hard 
He had and a great game. He did have a great game. He did. And and he worked quite hard. And but you should also say that you know the goal that he set up and for Craig Goodwin to volley in. <laughs> if it wasn't for Son's free kick, that's the goal of the round. Yeah, I agree with you because it was a very well. That was very well executed. Mm. That was very well executed. Uh, and they're the kind of examples we know that 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 you know it can be done. Should Goodwin play in the ten role? I mean, going back to the soccer ruse. Yeah, I think so. I can see it. Mm. I can see it. I don't but, know if he's ever really played there. No. He's always been on the left, but he's, I reckon he's maybe a bit on the wrong side of 30 for him to probably mm-hmm. adapt to maybe. playing a number 10 role. But maybe. I think if he was five years younger, then we could certainly be looking into that for the next cycle. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But um, it's a good shout, Laz. I think also slightly on that, slightly relevant to that, we'll talk about maybe post-tournament where the Socceroos go from here. Mm-hmm. And because, look, qualifying for the World Cup is much of a muchness. Yep. Especially with this expanded tournament, and what players should the Socceroos should not should the Socceroos not be completely ruthless with and say thank you for your service, but it's time to test out the next generation. One Christian Balpardo scored a cracking goal in Italy overnight. He certainly did. So anyway, I think we need to open that door again. Yes, it should never be. It should it shouldn't be shut. No door should be shut to anyone. No. Nah. So anyhow, but, uh, yes, we will um, go over that. After the tournament, I think which players mm-hmm. we sh- maybe should be saying goodbye to, and but, which players uh, we should try and keep an eye on. Yes, and try and bring a, into a the few fold. that probably should have been selected for this squad. Mm. Try and bring into the fold. What is mm-hmm. that? Okay, uh, well we'll ask and we'll pose the question: What of Arnie next? What we think will happen? Not that we have any inside news or anything like that, but it's uh, an interesting discussion nonetheless. Because what the next World Cup is. 26. 26. So two we're and a half years away. Two and a half years away. Not mm. quite. Yeah, close enough to. Close mm. enough. Alrighty. So, Tajikistan, Jordan. Yeah, this game was not as uh, chaotic and loose as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it was a tight affair, wasn't it? It was. It very was. Very circumspect. It was, yes. And Tajikistan, very unlucky to go be going, <clears throat> to be going out. I actually had some great chances. Yeah. Again, they had the case of the Socceroos. Mm. Yeah, just. Couldn't finish. They couldn't finish. They just couldn't finish. And the own goal gets, yeah, gets Jordan through. Mm. And um, I think Jordan, because they've got two players suspended now for the semi-final, I believe. That's correct. There's a, there's a fitness question mark over uh, Musa Atamari. Mm-hmm. He's their They're, best player. Oh, well and truly. Even if he wasn't quite at his best against Tajikistan. Yeah. Uh, he's had better games at this tournament. Yeah, it's true. And... He's still an outstanding player. You can see why he plays at Montpellier. Yeah, absolutely. And just a wonderful player to watch. And oh, well done, Jordan. A, a very uh, unlikely semi-final, but they've been good enough to get there and they've earned it. Hey, maybe they can trouble South Korea and uh, get themselves into the final. It's been a, a good showing from them. And uh, they were maybe on the back foot against Tajikistan, maybe had the lesser of the chances. Uh, but uh, all that matters is the, the goals that do go in. Very true. Very true. Iran, Japan, Nathan. <laughs> Where do you start with this one? This is look. This is the biggest shock of the tournament. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, Japan were favourites in going into the tournament at the kickoff of the tournament, and to see them bundled out here at the quarterfinal stage against Iran without um, Taremi, Medi Taremi in the in the side. Uh, you know, full credit to Iran. Full credit to Iran for sticking into them. And they were the better team. That they were. Iran were What happened team, to absolutely. Japan in that second half? What happened to them? The Blue Samurai, they didn't turn up. 
well, after half time. It was a game of, I was going to say a game of two halves, but I, I reckon it was a game of the first half hour. It was all Japan. Mm. And then and that was it. They got the goal and Iran just fought their way in and that was it. Basically, they mm. just turned the game around as soon as they went behind. Yeah. And we said after the round of 16 that Japan were back. We did. Mm-hmm. And they were growing into it and were expecting a, a massive improvement on their round of 16 fortunes and really laying down a marker that this is their tournament to win. But it looked like we were getting that, as you say, for the first half hour. But they really did fall by the wayside. And it was all Iran for the second half in particular. Mm. Uh, great. All Iran. And I don't know what's going on there at the back for Itakura to give away that penalty at the death. He was at six and seven. He didn't know where he was. We did say that was where Japan were vulnerable all tournament. Mm. Their centre halves and their goalkeeper. For some mm. reason they just were unsettled. So, but to be like that, also at this stage of the tournament, you know, um, it's definitely been costly to them. Um, yeah, great team performance by Iran to turn that around as far as um, you know being able to to do that without their star player in Mediterremi and knock over the favourites. Absolutely incredible. But I am going to give the performance of the round to, as it, from a team perspective, to South Korea to turn around and, you know, be in the game after, you know, and have two days less to prepare um, speaks volumes of their uh, tenacity and their uh, endurance. Yeah, yeah, I can agree. Um, on Iran, I think we should mention Jambach. Mm-hmm. Great performance, wearing the armband, driving his team into the uh, into a remarkable result. And uh, well done to Iran, well done to Team Melly. It's not my thunder. That was my individual of the of the round. <laughs> That's why you brought up South Korea team performance. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Now they from the last quarterfinal, Qatar versus Uzbekistan. The hosts had their banana skin game of the tournament. I would say. Yeah. Got although, away with it. Yeah. Although Iran will pose another <laughs> banana skin, no doubt. <laughs> but um, yeah, Uzbekistan definitely a plucky opponent. But again, as we've said. Oh, as I've insisted at times during this uh, series with the <laughs> AFC Asian Cup, is that Uzbekistan flattered to deceive. And to be fair, they actually held themselves in very good stead. That was a good performance by Uzbekistan. They were unlucky in part. But Qatar, keep rolling on. Again, there's a bit of a theme going here. I think Uzbekistan had the better chances. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, and they had the better moments and... More shots, more shots on target. Not that that's a, a good, a great metric, but uh, mm. they really did look like a team that was ready to cause a big upset. And look, we've said that, or you've said more than I have, that uh, if they had their injured players, then they're a bigger threat than mm. what they are at yep. this tournament. Yeah, I agree. Maybe if they had the likes of Shamorov, they would have got through this game. It was there for them. And they yep. would go through, and uh, they would go home slightly disappointed, I'd make it. And look, Going out to the defending champions is not necessarily a great disappointment, a great loss. But again, the opportunity was there for them to go through. Felt for Masharipov, missed in the penalty, but liked in the penalty shootout. I mean, it was a silly penalty, right? Yeah. But that aside, the chances, a couple of chances that he had during the game, you know, and to be denied, I think Qatar's keeper is the keeper of the tournament. It's a fair call between him and uh, Korea's keeper. Yeah. They're the two best keepers I've seen at this tournament. And. Mm. Um, yeah, the, he definitely kept Qatar in the game and earned them um, the penalty shootout qualification, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, very much so. And Qatar kept marching on. Akram Afif with 
another solid performance. Mm-hmm. Albeit not at quite at his best that we have seen him this tournament. I, I still think he's uh, done his chances for the Golden Ball, no harm whatsoever. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, I think that award is pretty much locked up now. Gotta unless there's something crazy happening in the semis. It, it, it's got to be him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, depending on the semis, right? But yeah, um, yeah it's it's got to be him. Look, you could put in a, a shout for Huang Hee Chen, actually, as well. Yeah, I think um, you'll put a, a shout but, in for Son too. Yeah, but um, I, I would suggest that um, it has to be a fifth. Like, I'd suggest it's a fifth mm. that goes golden ball. He, he makes, like I said, first pick for the team of the uh, tournament for me. Yeah, yep. So, well, really. well yeah. really. Shall we preview the upcoming semifinals, Nathan? Let's do it. Two big ones. Uh, Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wednesday, Sydney time at... 3 a.m. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yes, 2 a.m. Sorry, I really got to start wearing my glasses to this thing. <laughs> so 2 a.m. on uh, Wednesday morning, Jordan versus South Korea. What say you, Nathan? Look, I mean, I'd love to see Jordan go through uh, for the underdog reasons, but more so, I think, as I said earlier, it's about time South Korea win another Asian Cup. They haven't won one since 1960 when they hosted it, and back then it was a five-team invitational. They just did a round robin and that was it. So they haven't won one in this uh, a group and knockout format that they've been doing for so many years now and so many iterations. It's about mm. time they win one. It's also about time they host one, but that's a separate point. No, that's true. Um, I think, are they the best team left? Maybe not. I think that title oh. probably goes to Iran. Oh. Maybe Qatar. But again, mm. what do you call it? The dynamic index? The, yes, our dynamic index. I think I've got Korea in third. Yeah, look... The Klinsman factor is uh, what pushes them to mm. third, I think. Yeah, but uh, look, I, again, th- the individuals are just... Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. If you were to rank these four teams, you're saying Jordan at number four, South Korea three, um, and, oh, jeez. I'm putting it on top, just. Yeah, just. <laughs> just, right, just. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go South Korea. It's not going to be an easy game. I think it's going to be quite... T- I think it's going to be tight, actually. I think Jordan are going to be a real prickly side for them. Real prickly side. Uh, but South Korea's individual play, the quality of their individual players should uh, come through again. And I'm going to go win an extra time. For Korea? Mm. Wow. Yep. Another mm. draw? Because yeah, we should mention, draw. Laz, that we've already seen this fixture at this tournament. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had a two-all draw on match day two. Correct. And I didn't think we were watching the uh, Asian Cup semi-final then, but lo and behold, as it panned out, here we are. Yeah. And... Jordan were the better team on that day. Yes, they were. And Korea have to go to the well for Son or Huang or Lee, one of their attacking players, one of their fine attacking players, to get them over the line again because Jordan will be dogged. They will fight. I think they're better on the break without the ball, much like the uh, Socceroos and Malaysia teams Mm. that have come up against Korea and had success. And uh, no Kim at the back for South Korea. I can see Jordan getting through. I can see how that happens. It's a bit of a level, isn't it? But mm. look, and the fact that I think that South Korea take a few lessons away, a couple of lessons away from their previous encounter with Jordan. That's why I put South Korea through. Um, more experienced at this level. Now, more game breakers as well, right? Purely just on individual talent. Not that they're actually playing very jointly as a team and that there's a, you know, a system that they're adhering to and that they're, you know, a definite, a definitive football style that they're playing, right? Purely just give me the ball to you know, and that's what they're doing. 
and yep. the stars are just going for it, and that's it. Uh, I yeah, I'll put South Korea through uh, at extra, like you know, but in extra time. I want to agree with you, but don't, I'll say something different to. just because. Yeah. No, that's fair <laughs> enough. You don't have to. I'll, I'll uh, yeah, I will say something different. I'll say South Korea. The late late show will have another episode and um, second half stoppage time again. <laughs> A goal to put them through. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. And then on Thursday morning, City time at two a.m. Jeez, these kickoff times really suck, eh? For us. Oh, they do. They, yeah, they do. You know, this and Afcon. Afcon's all right at seven a.m., but you know. Yeah, but only yeah. one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Iran versus Qatar. Qatar at the wayside in this one. <laughs> Officially, yeah. Officially. What say well, you, Nathan? Taremi will be back in. Yes, he will. And they've shown that they can win without him. Are they going to be? Boyd by having him back in and that's going to raise their game and raise their level even more, perhaps. I put them slightly ahead of Qatar so far at this tournament, partly because of who Iran have been able to uh, face and beat, both in the groups and across the uh, early stages of the knockouts. Qatar, i got my doubts a little bit now after the Uzbekistan game. They didn't blow them away. They didn't, well, they had to go all the way to penalties to beat them. Mm. I want to put Iran through, to be honest. I accept your logic. Well, that's good. That's a good start. I accept your logic. (laughs) I I completely understand where you're coming from. Validation, yes. (laughs) However, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you, Nathan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a target through. On pure grit and home crowd alone. Mm. It's not going to be pretty. (laughs) It's not going to be pretty uh, from Qatar's perspective. Iran are going to be trying to drive the tempo of the game. They're probably the, the more technically... Gifted of the two sides uh, individually across the park. However, um, however, I think the Qataris are up for it. You know, they've defended their um, Asian crown with a plum so far. Yeah, they have. They are a very strong unit going forward. Akram Afif and his strike partner, and Al Haidos in midfield. Mm. Uh, he's a great player, Al Haidos. Yeah, they've got some really good players in that contribute in the final third. Is there enough at the back to really stop Iran with their prowess, with Taremi, with Azmoon, with Jahanbash? Wait and see. But I'm expecting a real ding-dong of a game here. I'm going to go 2-2, Iran extra time. Yeah, look, I think this will go... I actually think this will go to penalties, this game, and I think Qatar win it on penalties. Um, having said that, having said that, um, just looking at what um, both Qatar and Iran have done in this tournament, right, um, Qatar hadn't conceded any goals at all in the group stage. Iran conceded two, right? But Qatar have conceded, yeah. yeah Qatar have conceded two goals in this lockout phase, right? Um, you know, whilst you know Iran again same two. So the defenses, are, you know, um, aren't too dissimilar considering who Qatar played against, you know, uh, in the group phase. So. I think the Qatari defence is pretty sound and solid. Iran might be able to un- unlock them. I think Iran, I think it's going to be a score draw, mind you. I think it's going to be like a one-all or a two-all at the end of extra time and Qatar get through on penalties. So we both have a South Korea versus Qatar final. No, I'm putting Iran through. Oh, you're, you're, sorry, you're putting Iran through? So South I Korea am. Iran final? Okay. Mm. All right. And Does- Laz, I think, as I've said before on this podcast, I want South Korea to win it. Mm-hmm. It's about time. And uh, I think it'll be a, a, a remarkable story. Jurgen Klinsmann just uh, not 
blooking his way, but you know. Oh, come on, close <laughs> enough. He's just walked into the local into the local pub and stumbled upon the South Korean national team. <laughs> or you know, or a uh, or a bar bar in Seoul. He just happened to be in this, you know, maybe at the Sheraton in Seoul, and ah, oh, there's the mm. South Korean FA. There you go. Yeah, do you want a job? <laughs> yeah, no worries. Maybe, maybe. Les, good luck to him. Who, hey, listen. Yeah, hey, good luck, good to, luck him, to him. Good luck to him. Indeed. Uh, mm. You know, well done. Absolutely. You know. Les, who do you want to win this tournament out of the final four? Mm. Not who do you think. Who do you want? Okay. No, I'll answer both questions if that's okay with yourself, Nathan. I will go. Who do I want to win? I want Qatar to win. I want Qatar to go back to back. Yeah. Wow. Right. Um, and because I think, like I said, back to back. I think it'd be, mm. you know, really good. Um, and because of Tim Cale, Tim Cale's involvement there, right, there's that Australian connection. So there's why, you know, that's a reason why I would like them to win. Will I be upset if South Korea win? Definitely not. Now, who do I think will win? I actually think South Korea will win from here. I think South Korea win it. Too much has gone on um, for them not to win it. They've come this far in the manner that they have it is reminiscent of Italy in you know the last Euro and you know um, and other great you know continental championships won you know so uh, by other nations Korea have come too far and shown that much fight right not to win. We saw the men's World Cup in Qatar. Messi had plot armor like yeah. it were a movie. <laughs> Son. Just- just say, just say you've got a conspiracy theory about the previous World <laughs> Cup and that's it, all right? So it, it, let's just be clear, right? Let's just be clear that you've got a conspiracy theory that that World Cup was handed to Messi and Argentina. No, no, and that was no, it. no, let's, no. It's okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, I'm down with it, man. I'm all for the, that kind of madness. That's, that's you know, that's great. And I'm drawing some parallels yep. to Son at this tournament. Yep. 31, 35 so, of the next tournament. He'll still be around, but this is his biggest chance, especially from here. If South Korea don't win it from here, it's just really, really, they are the strongest team in the, out of the four here from mm. an individual basis. The only reason why they won't is because of, coach, of the dugout. Yep. It's that simple. It really is that simple. It's the dugout yep. that'll cost South Korea, not not the players on the park. And to uh, answer the question, that's, and, uh, you took your own liberty. Yes, mm. go, I was going to say. But let me just be clear on that. I'm mm. not filthy on Klinsman whatsoever <laughs> at all. Good luck to Sounds the guy. Sounds like you got a vendetta. <laughs> no, not at all. Good luck to the guy. I wish him well, right? But the, he's just yeah stumbled into this at the right plot at the right time, and that's it. Because I don't think his coaching capabilities are um, commensurate with any of the other coaches that happen to be at this tournament. That's been very kind of you. Hmm. Thank you. That's, that's softening the blow, isn't it? You can't just say he's rubbish. Oh, no, I don't think he's rubbish. Because, <laughs> look, look, I just don't think he's very good. I just don't think he is a... He's not rubbish. I don't. I just don't coach. think he's not very no, good. No, I don't think he's rubbish. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because you don't coach a side like Germany in 2006 and get into a semi-final. But although you could argue that was Joachim Lowe that was coaching that side, not Klinsmann. Mm. I happen to agree with that perspective. <laughs> 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 and also, look, you know, he's coached the American national team. And and that's where I kind of think that he kind of showed his true level with that side. 
Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's, old, he's older and wiser now, and he might be a better coach. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But uh, look, I want South Korea to win. Do I think they'll win? I'm looking at Iran. Ooh, okay. That's what I'm looking at Iran to win it. All right, so do you think the winner of Iran-Qatar wins it? No, I think Korea beats Qatar. But if Iran plays it, it, Korea, Iran win. That's where I'm sitting at the moment. Okay. Mm. All right. I think Korea win regardless. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Korea win regardless. If Jordan happened to win, I think the winner <laughs> it, the winner will come out of Iran versus Qatar. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Mate, if Qatar, look. Imagine um, Jordan would take this whole thing out. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't see them beating South Korea. Mm, it'd be incredible. But oh, Look, it would be amazing. But I just still think that if Jordan happened to win, the winner comes out of Iran Qatar. Yeah, probably. So probably. Yeah. And look, Qatar, like I said before, Qatar, I mean I've been impressed with because they've defended this Asian title unbelievably well so far. They have, they have. Yeah, and, having, they have a, uh, and having lost Carlos and having let go of Carlos Quiroz three days effectively before the tournament started. Right. So <laughs> Uh, but yes, Qatar have a, a very tough test in the semi-final facing Iran Thursday morning, 2 a.m., uh, 24 hours prior. Jordan, South Korea. You can watch both semi-finals on Paramount Plus here in Australia. Not that they're a sponsor. Not that they're a sponsor, but if you fancy getting up at 2 a.m., go for it. And Paramount Plus in the States as well, Nathan. Mm, yes. For anyone that's stateside. Beautiful. Okay. But uh, we will reconvene after the semi-finals. And uh, look, maybe we're looking at... Uh, a Jordan upset? Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, enjoy the football. We'll speak to you then. Take care, all. Enjoy the Asian Cup. <laughs>